fear is the gateway to your evolution. What you are afraid of is actually a door. It's a door to your evolution, who you were meant to be. And I know from myself moving to LA last year, putting on a three-day event in the most competitive market on the planet Earth, to skateboarding with Tony Hawk, to being in rap battles in New York, that when you put yourself in those positions, you might not get what you want, but you'll get more than you expected. I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Justin. It's super awesome to have you here with me today. Thanks, Samantha. I am very blessed to share this time with you. Um, I've been observing you for a while, and it's so great to share a podcast with a powerhouse like yourself. Thank you. And I know this is going to be amazing because the few times that we've spoken just blow my mind. So I'm like, we have to bring this conversation to the listeners so that they can hear your genius and blow their minds too in a very nice way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I think people out there are getting a bit sick of the same saying Uh and I can't stand it either. (laughs) So yeah, let's do that. Let's have some fun. Yeah, totally. Because you and I are very aligned on the things that you're talking about and I really want to share these things because there's a lot of hustle out there. There's a lot of people that are just grinding away and trying to make things work that just aren't working and they're blaming themselves and it's probably not even their fault. So today we're going to discuss limiting beliefs that may be holding you back and get ready because I think that Justin is about to smash some of those right out the water. But before we get into it, let's start off with what is it that you do and who are the types of clients that you work with? Yeah, good question. So I have a coaching program and a system called Shift. And what it is about is that I've identified that most people that are looking to succeed actually know how to and yet they still aren't. So this program is designed to shift your beliefs and then also to help you take transformational action that accelerates and grows your results quicker than you've ever done before. Mm -hmm. That's what the program is essentially about. And the people that I work with, um, well, my tagline is I help frustrated rock stars go big. I love that. (laughs) So, you know, for so many of us, we know we're really good at what we do and you'd be going, well, what I know about myself and what I'm getting it just isn't congruent. Why is that? And again, what I've discovered is, is that tends to be is that we've been following what everybody else is doing and then thinking, well, they've succeeded. Therefore, if I just do this, I'll succeed. Mm-hmm. And believing all these paradigms are being taught. And what I've discovered is, is that there's no statistical proof to say that that is actually working. And in fact, quite the opposite. And that we need to really look in, not out in order for us to step into our power. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now let's start off. I know that you've got some 
limiting belief memes that you've just created. Let's start yeah. off with number one. What's that, that very first one that you've got there? Right. Well, one, one of the, the first ones that I've got, and this people really struggle with this, is the idea that learning more is equal to earning more. Ah, I've been talking about this for years. I was at a, an event with the amazing Marissa Murgatroyd in LA and she dropped some stats on me that just, I was in shock. Mm-hmm. 97% of people that are doing business development courses aren't finishing online. Mm. 97% aren't finishing. And when I heard that number, I went, yeah, that sounds about right. And I've heard other statistics from other people essentially saying 5% of people are truly getting the measurable results that they intended from doing their courses, which clearly states that 95% of people aren't. And yet they're still promoting the same message like this is going to change your life. What they're saying is for one in 20 people. So my question is, what are we doing with the other 19? Mm -hmm. It's very challenging because we've been conditioned since day dot to believe that if I learn all this information at school and I get this qualification and then I go to university and then I learn this, da, 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 I will succeed. And yet we all know hundreds of people that will say, actually, that's not true. Yeah. I think that where I see this happening is people that are in a certain industry that mm. don't have clients will sign up for a certification or some sort of course that is in specifically in their expertise because they think if I've got a higher qualification, I'll earn more. And if you've got no clients before that qualification and no one understands what that qualification is anyway, how are you going to get more clients after that qualification? I mean, sometimes, sometimes it will work in your favor. I mean, you can blast anything that we talk about up with, like there's always going to be someone that it works for. Yeah. Look, essentially, I think we're in a generation of learnaholics. Mm-hmm. And the real issue is, is that for the majority of them, the reason why they're not pulling the trigger on the actual real world stuff is fear. The root cause of carrying on and investing in another course, another coach, another this, another that, for most people is lack of self-confidence that what they're going to do is succeed. So let me just get some more validation, some more affirmation and, and keep myself busy because being busy is a good thing. And for most people, they don't want to sit with their feelings of anxiety. They want to escape it. That's what the brain does. But if you can sit in your feelings long enough and actually listen to what you want rather than what you don't want, you can take a much easier path. But most people are impatient. They don't want to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is an interesting conversation because whilst I agree with you in the sense that a qualification isn't necessarily going to bring you more clients, I'm also a big believer in filling our knowledge gaps. I've got quite a few coaches and I, and I, quite openly say I believe in them and I do do a lot of learning. So what's the difference between, for example, someone that, let's go, someone that needs a certain thing, like to learn how to do a webinar, for example, and they go and do a webinar course. What's the difference between that and them going to do something else? Because I think that there's still that, that gap that needs to be filled between what is internal and a knowledge gap. Yeah. Well, beliefs form behaviors and behaviors form outcomes. So let's say I learn the skills or the right behavior to do a webinar. I've still got to have the beliefs about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. 
to first off position myself correctly, do the right copy, present myself properly, come across not as desperate, coming as abundant. Because we've all been on webinars where someone's like, you just <laughs> you just see it happening like that. They were teaching you one minute and, and then they flick the switch to sales snake and you're like, uh-huh. ooh, yeah, I call those I'm out of here. I call them Gary gurus, the ones right. where they speak about themselves for 20 minutes and then, yeah. It's, it's and, and they've just the position them. So what they've done is they've modeled what somebody else taught them and they've gone through all the steps and they go, it didn't work. I go, of course it didn't work because in reality, all of these things are about sales. They're all about, and when I, most people I know that I come across, a lot of clients come across, they have a real aversion with sales. I say, well, stop doing it. They go, what do you mean stop doing it? I go, connect and solve. Don't try and sell and manipulate. Yes. So I think that things like webinars, for example, unless it's done properly where you have a lot of feedback during the webinar, like in the chat. Like a conversation? Talking heads, it's not mm-hmm. working, you know, like I need to hear feedback, you know, like at an event or in a conversation, a Zoom call like this, I need to hear, how's it going? What's the story? Why? How does that land? You know, because the reality is, as everybody knows, it's done sales for long enough. The quality of your questions will determine the quality of your outcomes. And then shut up and listen. Yes. <laughs> because listening is actually where the value is. And you see, if you're just a talking head, again, you're just filling up someone's time for 60 minutes of talking. Yeah. You know no more about that person listening than you did at the start. You haven't connected. If you don't know who they are or what's going on for them, of course you can't solve anything. And so there's all these paradigms that really aren't serving people and they're baffled as to why. Because they've tried so many things. I've tried SEO. I've tried pay-per-click. I've tried Facebook. I've tried Facebook Lives. I've done webinars. Why isn't this translating? And it's because we make it complicated. Sales is extremely simple. How many conversations, sales conversations, did you have this week? That is it. Yeah. You can try and learn every skill under the sun, but I can tell you if last week you had five conversations and this week you had 10 conversations, I'd just guess that the week you had 10 conversations, you'd make more money. Just maybe, maybe. You know, know, like, but what we tend to do is have no faith. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I need to do more. I need to be more. No, you don't. You just need to be in conversations with people. And here's the, 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 the byproduct of more conversations. You get sharper, better, easier, and it flows much better. Absolutely. You mentioned earlier something about confidence, and I can't remember the, the, um, the exact wording you use, but, but basically that you, know, you need to be confident to get really great results. But the thing is that the confidence doesn't come first. It's that repeating, it's that doing that actually Mm. brings the confidence. So you can't wait for the confidence to come, that you need to actually do the thing first, use the feedback, get the practice, the confidence Mm. will come. Well, there's all sorts of things, you know, like, for example, people use the word failure, when in Mm -hmm. reality, there's no such thing, you know, you win or you learn, Mm -hmm. right? But for most of us, we have a very loud inner critic. And when we set a goal, we don't meet it, we beat ourselves up internally. Yeah. Oh my God, what didn't do? Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, I didn't do this. Oh my God. If only I, oh God, I'm so stupid. Why didn't I? And, you know, instead of going, wow, I learned so much from that. I won't yes. do that again. Yes. And look at all the stuff I did do well. Man, people are loving me right now. I'm a and- big believer in asking the question, what am, what am I going, what am I making this mean? Like, what am I, what am I learning from this? And what am I making it mean? And not mm. making it mean uh, I'm a failure. Oh, okay. So I got five people in that webinar instead of 10. Okay. 
maybe it's because I forgot to send out an email in my sequence or maybe it's because I forgot to post it on Facebook, whatever it is, and, and really taking yourself out and because it's it's it, it's not because you're a failure. Yeah, I mean, I had this with a music career. I played around the world as a hip hop artist, and you know, I played in front of like say everybody from from five people to you know five thousand people, and my skills weren't any different. <laughs> you know, there's so many moving parts, so many reasons. You know, who knows? Mailchimp didn't deliver your email on time. Maybe it got sent out at you know. 12.30 in the evening, not 12.30 in the day. So nobody read the thing. Yep. You, know, you don't really know, right? So the point is, what can you control? What you think about grows, you know, where your attention goes, your energy flows. Uh-huh. And what I have discovered is essentially the key to forward momentum is celebration. If you are constantly celebrating others, which is abundant, yourself, mm-hmm. which is abundant, mm-hmm. the things you do have, which is abundant, The next thing you're going to do, which is abundant, guess what? You get really attractive, you get really energized, and it's contagious. Absolutely. You know, but this is, it's a trained skill because it's much easier for our mind to look at it negatively because our mind is trying to protect us. And then there's the problem with being an entrepreneur or being an owner operator is that essentially, you know, you got to deal with being brave a lot. Oh, yeah. And so that is the issue. You, you've got to drown out that inner critic. How do you drown that out? Well, first off, you've got to have an ecology that supports this positive thinking. You can't so be thinking this affirmation stuff. That. and then Tell us well, more about the ecology. Well, for a start, if you're constantly asking someone for an opinion on you, uh-huh. it's probably not going to go well, <laughs> you know, which is what a lot of us do. Yeah. But as Henry T. Ford said, if I asked them what they want, they would have said faster horses, uh-huh. not a car. Yeah. So when you, you know, and Apple didn't do this either. They didn't ask people what they wanted on a computer. Most of us actually have the intuitive answers and we know it to be true in our space. Mm-hmm. And yet we seek affirmation so that we're approved of. The number one limiting belief for sales is need for approval. 70% mm. of people have got it. It's the reason why people drop their price. It's the reason why people negotiate down. It's, you know, the reason why they don't really say anything provocative because they want to be approved of. And, you know, this is, it's, it's critical. It's absolutely critical. And so, again, we've got to celebrate our uniqueness. Uh, you know, I come from a conservative white little city in New Zealand called Christchurch. When I was 17, I got a peroxide blonde haircut from a friend of mine who was a hairdresser. I thought it was super cool. thought I was like Billy Idol. I was, I was the man. <laughs> My school was super big. I was at this massive outdoor event with all the students there. And the teacher starts off by saying, I'd just like to say, I think Justin Cunningham's hair is gross. Oh! 400 kids turn around and laugh at me. <gasps> Never dyed my hair again. Oh, and wow. I grew my hair out. But, you know, that was very emotionally scarring, as you can imagine. I can imagine. But here's the, here's the irony. Years later, those same people are coming to me saying, Justin, how do I stand out? The same people that wanted to isolate you are the same people now that want to know how they can stand out and isolate mm, themselves. Mm, isn't that interesting? And it's very difficult these days to get a unique value proposition. What we have to realize is, is that as individuals, out, there's no one better than us. No one better than you at you. No mm, one. You're the only one that can do you. Yeah. So the ecology you're talking about is internal? Yeah. And also, you know, you need to be around people that are singing from the same hymn sheet, you know, like it's very easy, especially with social media to have, you know, all these pseudo authorities telling you about how this works and that works. You know, honestly, transparency to me is the sexiest thing ever. (laughs) And 
when I see people that are truly transparent about the highs and lows and the troughs, I'm very attracted to them. I really want to hear what's going on. Yeah. I mean, a good example of that is Denise Duffield Thomas. Mm -hmm. You know, she's very transparent. She has been since day dot about her journey and about how she got there. You know, to me, I look at her, I just go, wow, she's incredible. Yeah. And so honest and authentic and real. And I think, you know, she's a really good person to model and she's constantly celebrating and letting herself off the hook for being human. Yes. And, and I think that's really critical. And she makes sure that her environment supports her chosen state of being. Absolutely. I saw a blog post that she wrote a while back on, she goes to the hairdresser every week and she used to think that that was a waste of money and it was self-indulgent, but in actual fact, it makes her feel good, which means that she shows up on camera more, which in turn grows her business. I thought it was just so fantastic to see that spin that she'd put on it because it's so true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, again, it's like business networking. For a lot of us, joining Facebook groups, business networking, we kind of go, oh, do I have to, you know? <laughs> and it's like, well, here's the thing. If you are of service, Mm-hmm. If you are there looking to support others, the law of persuasion says via law of reciprocity, it's very difficult for you not to receive. But if you are sitting at home going, oh, no, I just don't feel like it, don't feel like it. If you don't put out anything, you don't get anything back. 100%. But you can't be attached to results. You've just got to be keep turning up. Really life to me from what I've seen from success is that even if you're not the most talented in your space, if you keep turning up, guess what? You'll be, mm. pretty, you'll be pretty lethal after a while. Absolutely. Well, I think we agree that there's knowledge gaps that need to be filled, but that's not all that needs to be filled. Just to take that back to where we started this conversation mm. before mm. we went down multiple rabbit holes, yeah. that, that <laughs> we, <laughs> which is what I do and I know you do as well. So yeah, it's fun. How fun is it, right? Mm. You know, we're not saying that you can't, that you shouldn't learn anything. We're just saying that this is, if you're not getting the results, then maybe you need to stop and look in a different direction. And I'm not talking about a different direction in learning a new skill. It's about what is the piece that's missing. And this is, this is really your genius zone, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for me, you know, I was a semi-professional skateboarder. I was an international battle rapper. I put myself under lots of pressure to perform in certain environments. So I've dealt with fear and bravery a lot. Mm-hmm. and, you know, stepping up to the mark. And for most of us, if we don't deal with this inner critic or this limiting belief stuff, it doesn't matter how invested we are, we're going to sabotage ourselves because mm. 10% of what we're doing is conscious and 90% is unconscious. Mm. So you can keep learning things consciously, but if you don't deal with the unconscious, guess what? You, it'll take care of you. Totally. What yeah. I find really interesting about this is that A lot of us know or a lot of people know that they're self-sabotaging, but they can't even put their finger on what it is that they're doing. And it's not even until someone says, well, what I know that I ask a a lot of my clients. So what's your self-sabotage? Like, how have you self-sabotaged? And they really have to go, hmm. Yeah, there's a a technique that you you use for people and it's called the five whys. Uh You know, so essentially you ask the question, you keep asking the question, why? So someone, so for example, let's say you're coaching someone and they want to do a launch, but they're very scared. You go, why? Oh, well, I, I don't know if I'm ready. Well, why aren't you ready? Well, I don't know this stuff. So do you have to know that stuff? Well, no. Well, so then why are you being held back by it? And you just keep going until you get to the actual root cause, which generally is I'm not enough. Yeah. And that's normally come from some historical incident. Mm -hmm. or two or three incidents that sort of lead to the same conclusion in your mind Mm -hmm. that, you know, I can't do it. I'm not enough. Yeah. So in order to defeat that, 
what you have to do is aim low and get a win. And then you build that foundation back up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, hey, did you send out that email today? The one email, the 200 word email, did you send that out? Yep, man, that's rocking. Awesome. The next day, did you do a post? Yep, cool. Did you add a question and a call to action on it? I did. With the link? Yep, boom, you're rocking. The next day, hey, did you do that Facebook Live for five minutes just talking about your greatest fear and then the call to action again? Yep, boom. Now, this stuff sounds so simple, but think about that. If we did that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five call to actions over five days, it stands to reason your audience has seen you once or twice over those five days and all of those times you were asking them to do something, to take action. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You'll get a result. Yeah. It astonishes me how many people don't ask for what they want. You know, social media posts, Facebook lives with no call to action. Why do people feel uncomfortable about asking for what they want? Again, it's in your brain. If you're in the process of learning something or doing something, you can just feel good about that. As soon as I ask you to do something, I put myself in a position where I can be judged. Therefore, it feels uncomfortable. And again, the brain is trained to keep you away from anything that might threaten you. Mm -hmm. So what people tend to do is they just think so seriously about everything. It's all so serious. I could not agree with you. You know, it's all, it's so, business is so serious. No, it's not. That's a choice. Yeah. I says, look, businesses are just a collection of people. Being happy and fun is super contagious and, and energizing and feels good. And you can make that choice every day or you can just make everything a judgment about yourself and you can make life hard. Your choice. The yep. brain will grow anything you want to plant in it. And this is the critical piece. I come across so many people that say, I've got an idea. And then they tell me technically what it is. They go, well, that doesn't emotionally connect with me. And then I show them how to say it in such a way that it will emotionally connect with everybody. And they just go, <gasps> because they feel like they've finally been seen. Yes. And then they go, yeah, that's right. And the chest pop out like a superhero. <laughs> oh, I'm coming to get this, baby, you know. And it's just the most beautiful thing. And that is really a lot about what I do with the belief stuff is getting them past all that negative t- stuff and then realizing, actually, what can you do to, tr- to create transformation? Because that's all anybody cares about. Like, you don't ask your mechanic how he fixed the car. No. You just want to know, does the car run smooth? Yep. You're the man or you're the woman. Can you show me how to do this thing and make it work? Yes. Wow. High five. No one cares about how you do it. They care about the transformation. Yes. And I'll give you a good example. Two ones. Met two people in an event. One was a personal trainer. He said, I'm a personal trainer. He says, no, you're not. He says, sorry? He says, <laughs> I bet he loved you in that moment. <laughs> I, said, I said, no, you're not. What do you actually do? Oh, I help people who have difficult physical challenges become their own hero. I go, right. Now tell me, which one is sexier? Personal trainer or I turn you into your own hero? Which one would you want to talk to? Right? The, the other one was a real estate agent. So I'm a real estate agent. He says, no, you're not. I said, what do you mean? I said, what do you actually do? I put families into their dream homes. Now, who would you rather talk to? <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. like, people struggle with how to stand out, but that's because they don't really think about the transformation. They think about the function. Don't call yourself a coach. Don't call yourself a salesperson. Don't call yourself an account manager. Talk about the transformation. That's what people really want. Another great example, I'm at an event, Marissa Murgatroyd's event, Live Your Message, about a month ago in LA. This woman gets on stage and says, and I'm doing this sort of transformation exercise, and she says, oh, I want to help authors, you know, get their message out to the world. I'm like, oh, okay. But what do you really want? And she's like, well, I want to help, you know, change the world with positive impact. I go, okay. 
but what do you really want for you? And then she said, oh, and they could just see it dawn on her. I can say what I actually want for me. Yeah. You could just see it in her head, in her eyes, you know, and she goes, well, I want to create an artist colony. An artist colony? So I turned to the room, this, you know, 70 people in the room, whatever it is. And I'm like, so tell me, which one was sexier? The one before or the artist colony? Everyone's like, artist colony. Yeah. I'm like, that's how to stand I'm like, out. who wants to go to the artist colony? 21 people put their hand up. <laughs> I'm like, there you go. There's 21 conversations to change your life. And that's how quick you can shift. Yeah. And that's from trusting yourself. That's got nothing to do with anybody else. It's to kind of go, what is actually my core dream, my core driver and trusting in that? Because we just seem to get lost and then we can't find our way back to ourselves. And that's essentially what I do. And then after that process, I go, okay, well, what is the most transformative thing you can do right now to bring this dream to life? This is where I think the ecology is really important, Going, taking it back to that again, surrounding mm. yourself by the right, with the right people. Mm. I know that you mentioned that you know, we, we ask for validation or we ask questions to the wrong people, but it's really important to surround yourself with the right people because it doesn't matter how much you try and work these, let's call them, you know, USPs or, you know, what makes you unique, I have found not impossible, but next near impossible to do it on your own. It's someone next to you that is, it's their genius zone to ask the right Mm. questions to draw that out because Mm. it requires a different way of thinking to pull this out you know where you we're in a loop of asking ourselves the same questions someone yeah. different needs to ask a different question so you have that moment where artist colony where did that come from oh my god that is awesome she yeah. would not have come up with that unless you asked the right questions so i think that's where the ecology you know, and i also remember i talked about celebration i gave yes. her that moment for everyone yes. to celebrate with her and then she's like <gasps> You know, there's oxygen in this thing, you know, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's more than oxygen, baby. You're about to light a fire and light the world up, you know. Let's, yeah, you unlike, know. unlike your teacher in high school that would have gone, oh, that's a little bit different. She would have thought, oh, oh, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, like what tends to happen is that pragmatic people will say, well, how are you going to do that? Well, how are you going to do that? If you don't answer the why, the how doesn't matter. And this is the interesting thing. When you ask a how person the why of why they do stuff, they really struggle. If you ask a why person how to do something, they really struggle. Okay. And so this is important that you also talk, talking of teams and ecology, that a why person gets a how person to help and uh-huh. vice versa. And a what person gets a what if person to help. Linear people need big picture macro thinkers. Definitely. Bring them all together. Whoo, baby. You know, then you got deadly. And, and that's the thing. And also what a lot of people seem to think is, is that I should be able to figure this out. Oh, but don't we all, I'm going to put myself in that box too. Like I will often, you know, think I help other people do this every day. Why can't I do it for myself? Yeah. Vulnerability is your greatest strength. You think about it when you're vulnerable and you expose all your weaknesses, nobody can manipulate your weaknesses because they're already exposed. Yeah. And, and I said something to a woman that I met the other day, a, a new client, and I said to her, you know, with, when it comes to judgment specifically, mm-hmm. is that we most fear judgment because we are judgmental. Yeah. Well, we are. That, that's part of being human. It's our dark side. You know, we yeah. know we're judgmental. And so therefore, we actually have a hidden fear that anyone else will judge us, even though we continue to judge others. Yes. And so that's very critical that people realize that, that your greatest fear is generally rooted in the fact that you are, you do exactly what you're afraid of. Yeah. And so we need to realize, you know, who do I want to be? Like go to the end of your life, look back and go, how's the story going so far? 
and then make a decision. How do I want it to end? How do mm. I want it to go? If you're kind of based in fear and you've got a lot of stories about why the world happened to you and why this relationship caused this and this scar and all that stuff, those are all very good stories. But the reality is that, you know, we are based on our results, not our attention, our intention. And specifically, you know, one of the fascinating things I noticed about the masculine and the feminine is that a lot of men, they're very good at pulling the trigger on stuff, but they're, they're kind of messy. You know, it's a bit of a mess, uh-huh, uh-huh. but they pull the trigger, they do it. And yeah. they've got this kind of bravery thing going on. And, you know, find women are way better managers and uh-huh. way better prepared. And, but they don't pull the trigger as much. Yes. Yes. And so for me, I'm constantly meeting women that have got all this talent and skill. And I'm like, girl, just do it and clean up the mess afterwards. Uh-huh. Know, don't worry about it. You know, you cannot be hiding behind this stuff that you're going to get it right. There's no getting things right. There's just momentum. You know, again, you win or you learn, you win or you learn. Just do it because, you know, your tribe is waiting. And I mean, again, you and I, you know, we're from the other side of the planet. And I can tell you from now living in LA, again, honestly, there's nobody better than you. Your tribe is waiting. If you're an, and I'm not saying you have to be an, intro, an extrovert like me. If you're an introvert, intellectual, uh, quiet, and you think, well, no one's going to want to hear from me. No, there's a whole plethora of people that are waiting for you. They don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from you because your version of the events, your way of living is in fact what they connect with. And remember we're saying that sales is about connecting and solving. I actually can't remember if this is what we talked about before we started recording or after we started recording, but you were talking about being, you know, really uncovering your uniqueness, putting Mm. on steroids and Mm. getting into flow. And that's where this is really important because I think that, so many people try and model who they see as successful and it jars. They can't do that because they're not in their unique zone Mm. of genius, in their unique flow. And exactly as you say, then of course the people that are meant to be in your tribe are not attracted to you. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, you know, I've been involved with hip hop since 1987 Mm -hmm. and for years, and I started rap battles in New Zealand 20 years ago. And for years I had separated the two, you know, I was managing businesses and then I was this hip hop guy over here, two Mm -hmm. different people. Mm -hmm. And they, they just didn't meet. And then I was like, you know, this is just crazy. Like how can I sort of bring these things together? But I was so self-conscious about middle-aged white people seeing me do, you know, essentially black music, hip hop stuff (laughs) that they might not connect with that, you know, they would just mock me or laugh at me or I'd be ostracized. And so I didn't do it. And then, as I got more and more confident and started slowly bringing it in, more and more people would talk about my music rather than necessarily what the business stuff. Mm-hmm. What I discovered was my ease, my flow was way more magnetic. And now I've got, I've really cracked it on what I do in terms of transforming people's lives and the performance stuff. Hence, I call myself an edutainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've brought those two things together. And now I have people in America like, wow, you're amazing. And th- th- they seem so much bigger than me. And yet they're looking at my skills going, you are absolutely standout world class. Now, if I hadn't overcome that fear, none of those opportunities would have come my way. Yeah. None of these relationships would have happened. I probably wouldn't be living in LA. And this is where, again, we've got to celebrate and realize if it feels good, it's all good. 
you know, like it's totally. We, we, we're so keen to punish ourselves for not being like somebody else. And the world doesn't want us to show up as someone else, right? Exactly. It's completely fraudulent. And, you know, the truth is, is that I find particularly in America, a lot of people talk about being authentic. Mm-hmm. Now, this seems unusual to me living in New Zealand because everybody here is very authentic naturally. So I'm like, huh, really? What do you mean? <laughs> so who, who else have you been? So who yeah. have you been up until now? <laughs> so that's, that's fascinating to me. But it also says... That, you know, whilst the Americans are crazy good at marketing and sales and stuff like that, our part of the world is really good at showing them how to show up authentically and connect naturally. And that the conglomeration of all those things is very, very powerful. And that's the stuff that I just love to help people with so uh, you, and support people with. It's just totally. stepping into their power. And I want to dive into this a little bit more because you said, you know, there was the two sides. There was the hip hop mm. side and, mm. and, and the other side and mm. you've brought them together. And I mean, that's what is that there's very powerful to have this unique blend. Mm. Do you think that people can find this blend and just run with it? Or do you find or do you feel that people need to have like some sort of experimental phase to see how it all comes together? So I guess essentially I'm asking like, can it just happen or do you just have to go with it and see how it comes together? So yes and yes (laughs) is the short answer to that. What I discovered for me being multifaceted and multi-talented and things was I found it very difficult to pick one thing. Uh What I discovered was to let myself off the hook and off the leash. I had to look at what the theme was. Mm-hmm. And the theme for me was again this word shift. Mm-hmm. When you're on the mic as a hip hop MC, we use most people know of it as master of ceremonies. But for for hip hop MCs, we use the acronym Move the Crowd. Mm-hmm. So again, shifting the crowd, shifting the energy. When you're on stage and you're talking to people in the keynote, same thing, shifting your paradigm, shifting your thinking. When you're talking about training people how to sell, how to market, how to connect, how to communicate, again, shifting energy, shifting their relationships. Everything revolved around this word shift. And I suddenly realized that I could say and do anything now under the moniker of shift and it would still be congruent because what I realized was I don't have to just teach people about sales and marketing. I can actually let that go because there's so many sales and marketing educators out there already, even though I've done it to a very high level, that I can actually focus on the things that are my true gift, which is I can make the complex very simple for people and find people's power and light a fire. And I can show them things that accelerate results beyond what they thought was possible. A great example of this is a design client of mine Everybody that wants design done by the designer wants it done yesterday. Of course. That's the way we all are. (laughs) Right. And so she's like, well, you know, I've got no time. I really need another staff member, but there's no time. I said, well, you know, everybody that comes to you wants all their stuff done rapidly, right? She goes, yeah. I says, well, why don't you charge for it? And she's like, I can't do that. Everybody in my industry does this. You can't do that. Identifying the belief, right? Uh uh I'm like, well, you know, you're not holding a gun to anyone's head. Just ask, you just say to these people, look, as you can appreciate, I've got to move people's jobs down the line if I prioritize yours. And so as a result of doing that, I need to charge a small fee for doing that. So she fought and fought and fought with me. Don't want to do it. Don't want to. Oh, okay. So I said, just give it a go, see what happens. So she sent this information out to her audience. She created three price points Godspeed, which is same, same day. <laughs> Light speed, which was like next day, and speed of sound or something, which was like day three, and the rest was regular. Yeah, yeah. It increased their average sale by 36%. Uh-huh. It generated $80,000. And that conversation with her took about 15 minutes. Yeah. So that's 
and you can imagine for a designer creating an information and sending it out, that's like a five minute job. Yep. So 15 minute conversation, five minute flyer, sent it out $80,000 and she doesn't have to work in her own business. So that's how quickly those transformations can happen. Another example, I had a client who was looking at a social media. I'm like, you're not really trying to get into these conversations. What's going on here? What are the metrics behind all this effort you're putting into it? Set her up with an automated bot that said, ask a question on Facebook, get an automated response and get people to get your free resource. And then at the end of that free resource, ask them if they want an appointment. Mm -hmm. It generated 52 responses, 15 subscribers, three conversations and $3,000. And that costs nothing. Yeah. So that's how quickly you can get these results. But again, most people are caught up in busyness, not business. Mm -hmm. And again, we're making things very, very complex. So I just love helping people just skip, just skip the problem. This problem is not the problem. <laughs> you know, we, can, we can accelerate a lot faster and it's so much fun to do because it just, I just love seeing people's eyes absolutely light up. I love it. We really do need to tap into the people that can see those things for us because we are just doing the same things on repeat. That's human nature. Yeah, and it's interesting. I've come across this issue too that when we learn stuff, and we spend a lot of time doing it, we don't want to let go of it. Like even mm-hmm. if someone comes along with a better way of doing things, we still don't want to do it because we feel so invested in what we'd previously learned. And it's really interesting. People's kind of overwhelm and just, oh, you mean I have to try something different again? It's like, hey, if, I'm going to get, if I put $100,000 in your pocket right now, will you try something different? Well, yeah. Well, then let's totally. try something different. Totally. I remember my very first business coach back in the 90s and um, at the time we were in retail and he's like, what's your, your highest product line? And I went, well, you know, it's this thing. He's like, cool. So you, that's, the, that's the thing that you sell the most. Yep. Well, what if you increase that by 50 cents? What did I say? Oh, no, we can't do that. Anyway, we did do that and mm. added, like, I think it was like $30,000 straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, like to our, our yearly turnover just by doing that one thing i yep. would not have thought of that on my own super simple yep. but having yeah. someone else with the skills to come in uh yeah that, that, that's that's a great that's great that you bring that up that is something that i do a lot the first thing i do is I, the first thing i do to someone if i just meet them i go what do you want they go well i want i want more customers i go no you don't i go what do you mean what do you really want well i want more money ah yeah okay all right yeah, good you want more money right <laughs> I go, okay, cool. You want more money. All right, cool. Put your prices up. Oh, no, I can't do that. Why can't you do it? Oh, because people have got used to this. Okay, well, let's just increase the value. Oh, and that is the answer. If you want to increase your prices, just increase the perceived value. Mm -hmm. And again, there's a technique for that, breaking down what you really do versus what you've been offering. And then people get a much greater understanding of your value proposition and they'll pay more. There's a lot of techniques for that. But anyway, that's just one of them. Yeah, there's only three ways to grow your sales. Increase your customers, your average sale, or your frequency of sale. Mm -hmm. And increasing your average sale is by far the easiest. And again, uh, yeah, I just love that you brought that up. But I could talk about this for days because it's so simple and literally changes lives. And yet people want to hang on to their old belief about it. As you just said, it's, it's challenging. Yeah, totally. Wow, we've talked about so much. And it's, it's, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but I don't think people want us in their ears for hours. Maybe mm. they do. I don't know. There's a, there's a limiting belief right there. <laughs> well, you know, hey, who 
who knows if, if anyone's watching this and they're like, well, we want to hear more from Samantha and Justin, just put a comment uh, below it, wherever it might be hosted and um, we'll create something. Let's let the people decide. Absolutely. I love that. There's, there's someone that thinks like I do. So just tell us, just tell us what you want. (laughs) Just ask. How novel, how novel. Now, I believe that you are offering to help people that have listened to this conversation. Someone that's listening to this that goes, wow, like Justin's just got into my head. Totally Mm. wanted to to learn more about what he does. How Mm. can they get, get connected? Yeah, I mean, look, if you're feeling stuck and overwhelmed, which I know a lot of us are, you know, like you've hit a plateau and you're going, how do I get to the next level? how do I shift my mind and my ways of being to get to another level of success, then we'll be a good fit. Also, if you're looking to really rock out and make a big impact and you want to go big, I just love dealing with people that want to be exciting, get exciting and excite others. That that really lights me up and I just love that energetically. For those people, yeah, like I say, we have a link. Um, I have about maybe up to 10 spots for a strategy call to talk about how I could support well, just what can you do to take your stuff to the next level? Then if you think after that conversation, we're a good fit, then we can talk about what other things we can do together. But I think that starting that out with a nice, easy, no obligation conversation is a great way to do things. And yeah, like I say, I don't like the pushy, sleazy, slimy stuff. I just want to talk to people and see if we're a good fit because I want to have a good life. I want to deal with clients that are great people. And if people are enjoying me, then that would be awesome. Love that. So we'll pop the link in the comments in the show notes. But Justin, we've talked about a lot of different things today. We have gone down a few rabbit holes. We have. If there was one thing that you could or like one overarching message that you wanted people to walk away from this conversation with, what would that be? Fear is the gateway to your evolution. What you are afraid of is actually a door. It's a door to your evolution, who you were meant to be. And I know from myself moving to LA last year, putting on a three-day event in the most competitive market on the planet Earth, to skateboarding with Tony Hawk, to being in rap battles in New York, that when you put yourself in those positions, you might not get what you want, but you'll get more than you expected. (laughs) Totally. Amazing, amazing. Justin, thank you so much for hanging out with me here today. I've appreciated the conversation. I've loved all the value bombs that you've been dropping. And I know that this conversation will end up or that we will have another conversation. I already know that. So, so just before you go, Samantha, I have to yeah. do this because okay. this is what I do. Oh, okay. Yes. So, Let's do so it. So this is, this is for all the people listening to the amazing Samantha. Across cities and oceans, potions and motions, you'll see this ill Caucasian on occasion ripping, blazing, phrasing, making things sound amazing. Simple pencils and stencils and styles that are not a rental, owned and disowned. I loan my magic to everyone I come across. There's no loss. There's no failure. There's winning or learning. This is not about tattoos or getting some sort of spiritual martyrdom burning. This is simply us talking about where we can go. Trust yourself and your flow and let it go. Whether you're a sister or a bro, let them know. This is professional pros from the fourth live of five bros chilling here in New Zealand. Thank you for the opportunity. Hopefully this gave your heart a song and your body a better feeling. Mic drop. Thanks so much, Justin. My pleasure. (laughs) Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people. 
people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thank you.